and begins to open up the word and spend daily time with him. To get to know him, to love him, to see who he really is. Before we get started, before I get yelled at, um, let's go ahead and take up the offering. Do you got, everybody have those connection cards filled out? Yes. All right. Anybody not? All right. If you don't, borrow a pen from somebody and drop it in the basket at the very end. Let's go ahead and pass the buckets by before we get started, and then we'll start out in some prayer. The stuff that you guys wrote on those cards for this next month as we prepare for this night. I want you guys to really seek God's face. Really believe for the step out and do something you've never done before on reaching out to God. Now building that intimate relationship with him. Growing with him. Realizing who he really is and what he's capable of. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today, God. God, we love that we can come to this house and worship you. People enjoy going to church to worship you. How will they enjoy heaven? Because heaven, we will be doing that day and night. We'll be singing praises into your name and worshiping you, God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for who you are. God, with this message today, I ask you to speak deep into the hearts of your people. Ignite something in them, God. That they realize what this is all about. That I know this not a fan series is going for a while, God. But I really believe that it's going to take some time for us to really grab a hold of what it's all about. That we've lived our lives with the, the lies of the world, the lies that the church has told us everything else about what, what a relationship with you is, God. But it's about being intimate with you, Lord. About being close to you. About knowing everything about you. About every day longing for more of you. That all day long we think about you, God. We want to be close to you. That our heart's desire is to one day be with you. God, I ask you to speak through me today, Lord. Let the words that come out of my mouth be from you, God. I always say, I can't can't do this myself, Lord. I need you. Nothing I can say could change their life. But that you'll take those words and you'll go somewhere man can't go. 
We thank you today, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord. Be with us today, God. And those prayer requests, Lord, open their hearts so they realize that this has already been taken care of, that they know that they've already been healed, that over 2,000 years ago on that cross, you shed your blood for them. You took their pain, their hurting on that cross and you left it there and you rose again. We thank you for that today, Lord. In Jesus Christ's name, everyone said, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. 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 What do you think of when you hear the word intimacy? Think about that word for a minute. What do you think of? A lot of times you think of, most of the time you'll think of something worldly. Somebody you're in love with. Somebody that excites you. Somebody that you think about all the time. Somebody that you're in love with, that you want to be with, that you can't stand to be away from them. And a lot more. What does intimacy with someone do? You share your thoughts, your heart. You begin to trust that person. You want to be with them all the time. You want more of them. Even when you're there with them, you want more of them. That you desire for something more. You want to please them. You love them. You know everything about them. You say, tell me about you. Tell me more. I want to know more. What excites you? What turns you on? What makes you happy? You do anything for them. When you have an intimate relationship with someone, you stand up for them at all costs. You begin to know them, every aspect of them. The closer you get to them, the closer you want to be. You think about them day and night, all the time. Your life revolves around them. You spend time with them and you know them. You know who they are. You know the little things about them. You know what makes them happy, what upsets them. You do anything for them. In Genesis 4.1, if we could put that on the screen. It says, now Adam knew Eve, his wife. And she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. The beginning of that says, now Adam knew Eve. In the King James, the New King James, most of the Bibles it says knew. In the NIV, it says was with Eve. Laid with Eve. When they translated that in the NIV, they didn't look back what the Hebrew word really meant. New, yes, as you can read, it says conceived and bore a child. It was more than this, though. It was about intimacy between the two of them. 
It means recognizing her nature and her uses. The same way as we get an intimate relationship with God, that we recognize his nature and his uses. What we can do together as one. What we can accomplish. What he's there for. We know why he exists. That we begin to become one with him. As he bore, they bore a child together, they became one with each other as man and woman. This is basically the first marriage right there was when he knew his wife. It's about knowing what we can do together. The world looks at this word, new, as a physical thing. But in the sense that there were different times when it speaks about that in the Bible, that it was a physical act. But in this time right here, it was more than a physical act. It was a spiritual and emotional act between the two of them. It was them coming together to become one. The word no here or new means yada. Y-A-D-A. That was the Hebrew word. The first thing that may have popped in your mind was yada, yada, yada. How many of you guys thought of that when you heard yada? That first came as it got popular in Seinfeld in 1997 when Elaine was talking, I think, about one of her uh, guys she dated and was saying yada, yada, yada. Basically, I know what he said, but it really wasn't important. I know, I know, I know. But they perverted that word to us. But what it really meant... To know or to be known completely. To be known completely. Not just to know somebody partially, but to know them completely. Every area of them, every part of them. It's an intimate connection on every level. Also spiritually, physically, emotionally, whatever it may be. Sex here, is what they were saying they were doing, wasn't about the physical part of it. It was about the spiritual part. The intimate connection they were making between the two of them. You know, later on in the Bible, quite a few times to the rest of the Old Testament, it used that same word, knew, and know, the exact same Hebrew word, and describing our relationship with God. About how we are supposed to know God intimately. Now let's hold that thought for a minute. We're going to get back to the word yada. But let's talk about sex. Yes, we're talking about sex at church. Sex is a holy act. That really what sex was, it's when two people become one when they become intimate with each other, beginning to know each other from the inside and out, the intimate relationship. It is medically known that when a woman first has sex, she sheds blood. She sheds blood. Why? It's because it's a covenant, a blood covenant between you and that person. That you have a covenant between them, that in the Bible, blood, the shedding of blood was a covenant. 
between man and woman. And God also made that covenant between us and him. He made a covenant when he died on that cross that basically we could become one with him, that he shed his blood for us. You know, when you have sex with someone, you take on what they have. As God said, when you know someone, it's an intimate relationship of becoming one. When you lay with them, it's becoming one with them. This isn't what the church is really realizing. That when the world looks at sex anymore as a physical thing, a desire that our physical body has, which is so much more. That the world even, the, the church even views like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, they're kids. Kids are going to do that. They're adults. Adults are going to do that. Whatever. But if they'd realize what that intimate relationship was all about, about, about what the covering was there, about what the covenant was with that, it's not about pleasure. It's a, about taking on them as yourself. That, that you begin to take on things of them. That you become one with them. That there's spirits in their lives. Think about it. Think about it. That if you become one with that person, the spirits and the, the things that they have in their lives will become one with you. Spirits of poverty, anger, whatever it may be. That the church has gotten so wrapped up of what's socially okay. What, what the world says is okay. Instead of realizing what the Bible says. For example, an STD, you're receiving what they have. A sexually transmitted disease. I like to think of an STD as a sexually transmitted demon. A sexually transmitted demon. First of all, let, let's think about this. An STD, you're taking on that disease. A disease comes from the devil. Amen? That is, you're taking it on, you're taking on that demon of that disease. But if you can receive a demon from that, what other types of demons can you receive in your life? What other stuff could you receive that way? That you're opening yourself up for so much more than you realize. That you're opening your life up to this, this person, the things that they have on them. That we think of sex and this intimate thing as a physical thing, but it's not. That's not what it was designed for. That it was a desire for someone, for one person, to become one with them. That's what it was intended for. The worlds began to corrupt it, pollute it, water it down. But God wants us to be close and intimate with him. He wants us to take on everything of him. He wants us to be able to transfer power to us from him. That as we become intimate, as it says, Adam knew his wife. Adam became intimate and one with his wife. That God wants us to become intimate and one with him. That whatever he has gets transferred to us. 
that spiritually something comes over us and a power gets transferred into our lives. Maybe you say, well, well how do you know that that has anything to do with, with God? We're going to get to that in a second. He's referring to a type of relationship. That to know him, to know her, they had a relationship that was so close. That God wants that relationship with him. He's a jealous God. Back to the word yada. It was the same word used in Genesis 3, 5. Let's go to that. Did I give you that one? I don't think I did. It was when they were to know good and evil. He says, when you take of this fruit, as we spoke about this, you will know good and evil. That basically, they took evil into their lives by becoming known to that. That It's going into more that it's, it's not just about physical things, knowing that they knew what sin was. That they took that upon into their lives. That they basically become one with something or someone. You know, this was used 946 times in the Old Testament. He used it through the whole Old Testament to describe a relationship. To describe how we're supposed to be with him. In Daniel 11.32, says, those who do wickedly against the covenant, he shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. That it says that they'll know their God in the same word that was used to know his wife. The exact same word, yada, is represented right here. And to know God shall be strong. That when you know God, you inherit the things of him. When you know God, you become strong and you're able to carry out great exploits. That you're able to pretty much do anything by knowing God. That there's an intimate relationship he wants with us. That it's not about having a relationship with God by going, I go to church on Sundays. I have this great relationship with him. If you saw the person that you have a worldly, intimate relationship with, if you saw them once a week, how intimate would your relationship be with them? How intimate would it be with them? You begin, and let's say you had a great intimate relationship at one time, but when you begin to push it away and you begin to put other things before that intimate relationship, that intimacy begins to fall off. That intimacy begins to part away. But to bring it back is to get back closer with them. To bring it back is to draw near to them. In Jeremiah 31, 33, it says, God tells the Israelites that there will be a day when they will know him as their God. It says, but this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. But it's talking about in this, about knowing God. A day where they would become aware and share an intimate relationship with him. That they will share something new. 
that they will become one with him. Psalms 139, 1 through 2. It says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. O Lord, you have searched me from the inside and out. That you have known me and everything about me. That you know what my heart longs for. That you know what I want. That you know what I need. That God knows everything about us. And now it's time that we take that stand and begin to know everything about him. That we begin to get into an intimate relationship with him. You know, when we think of intimacy with God, prayer comes to mind. Because prayer really is the essentials of that intimate relationship with him. I've heard it said that intimacy with God is like a love affair with God. It's like having a love affair with him. Think of the differences that you'd have in your life if you began to have an intimate relationship with him. That prayer became in your life as it needs to be. That if your ultimate goal here was to have an intimate relationship with God. When you go into a relationship with anybody, you're looking for intimacy. You know what I mean. But you're looking for intimacy. That there's something more than just knowing that person. You fall in love with somebody, and that intimacy begins to grow. That a lot of times you'll, people will date someone, and well, nothing was wrong, but they just weren't the one. There was no connection there. They say there was no intimacy. There was no intimacy with that person. But then all of a sudden you find someone else and you're like, wow, there it is. That's it. But the relationship God's wanting us to have with him is so much more than any intimate relationship we could have here on earth. That intimacy with, with man, woman, is so far less pleasurable than you could ever have with God. That if God created intimacy, how much more does he know what we long for? How much more does he know how he could excite us and, and get us fired up about things? That when you get this intimate relationship with him, you want to tell everybody about him. That, that he's burning inside of you. That you think about him day and night. That you just want to get closer to him. That you want to do whatever it takes to show that you love him. That you'll take a stand for him. That you begin to glow. That you begin to get excited. You know, there's four factors that are important in order to achieve this kind of intimacy with God in prayer. If we're ever to yada God, to know Him, the factors are availability, 
quality, integrity, and loyalty. That we must be available to him. How do you ever build an intimate relationship with somebody if you're not available to do it? Well, I, I really want to have an intimate relationship with that person, but I'm too busy. You'll make time. You usually make time. You'll find a way to be with them. You'll find a way to get to know them. You'll find a way to excite them. The quality about the time you spend with them, the integrity, being honest, share your heart with him. He wants you to be honest with him, to share your heart, to tell him what your desires are, what your needs are. That it's not that he doesn't know, but it's about building that relationship and the loyalty that when you tell God you're gonna show up, show up. When you say, God, you know what? What that pastor saying up there is right. I don't have that relationship that I need. You know what, God, I'm gonna start spending time with you. I'm gonna start reading my Bible. I'm gonna start praying. Loyalty kicks in once you've said that. Be loyal to him. You wanna have an intimate relationship with him? Be loyal. I can tell my wife, honey, I wanna have an intimate relationship with you. I'll be there to see you today and every day and I don't show up. What kind of intimate relationship can you have with someone? You know what? I know I haven't been doing right this week, but, but next week, starting Monday, I'm going to be good. I'm going to get back on the right track. I'm going to build this relationship with you. And you know what? Monday, I show up, and I'm there, and it's great, and it's awesome. By Friday, she hasn't seen me in four or five days. What kind of intimate relationship are you building? That even though you showed up once a week, really we're growing further apart than we are coming together. That you're always walking in one direction. That we're never standing still. We're either walking closer to God or walking away from Him. There's no standing still. There's really not. Because if you're spending time with Him, you're growing closer. The times that you aren't, you're growing further away. That an intimate relationship consists of your time. Consists of going in that prayer closet. And you know what? Saying a prayer here and there, well, when I wake up, you know, I praise God and I thank Him and I pray here and there. And whatever it is, it, that's not an intimate relationship. Think about your quality time you spend with God. Are you really building an intimate relationship or are you just doing it because you have to? Because you know that's what you're supposed to do. Oh God, help me with this day. God, just help it to go good. I'm praising you right now. I'm praying. That way I can say I pray today. In Jesus' name, amen. Be honest with yourself. Okay, I know I've got to start doing this. And you get down and now it happened. On the third day, that Esther, oh, hang on, I got a text message. I mean, especially that phone. Put stuff aside and say, God, now it's me and you. That you're there with your wife trying to have this intimate relationship. And I can remember the times. Really? Why is your phone going off right now? 
But she said it so much more nice than that. But <laughs> sorry, mute, honey, I love you. It's ringing again. I thought you turned that off. Oh yeah, I just pressed quiet. Put things aside. Set a timeout for you and God. Say, God, you know what? I'm going to set time for you. I'm going to make a place for you. I'm going to go to my prayer closet and spend time with you. But it's about an intimate relationship. I think of, like last night, I went to spend some time with God, and the wife's like, well, can't you do it up here? Can't we spend time together too? Which, yes, you need to make time for your spouse. Yes, I do. But at that time, it was like, I have to spend time with God, me and him right now. Me and him, that, that you set everything else aside. And I'm not saying don't, don't ruin your relationships with your spouse. I'm not, that's not where I'm going with that. But I'm talking about how we do have to have time, just you and God. That you can pour out your heart to him and he can pour out his heart to you. And you can build that relationship with each other and love each other more than you ever knew possible. Do you want to know more about God or do you want to know God? When you begin, you could tell me about my wife all day long. You could tell me stories. I could come to, to a building and listen to stories about her all the time. But if I don't get to know her, what kind of relationship is that? That's the same way as it is. So we come into church on Sundays. We know about God, but we don't begin to know God. And when you begin to know God, you begin to know about him. But just because you begin to know about him doesn't begin to know you, blah, 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 get to know him. Yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Don't just increase knowledge, but increase intimacy. And that's what he's waiting for. That's what he's wanting from each and every one of us is to become intimate with him that we long for more of him, that we desire for more than him, that, that when we're away, when we're at work, when we're at the ball game, that what's on our mind is I can't wait to get back with him. I can't wait. That we're talking to him wherever we're at. Dear God, hallelujah, thank you, Lord, for who you are. Praise you, God. Thank you for what you're doing in my life. Thank you for these people around me, God. That you can still pray on top of everything else throughout the day. Just as you have that phone and when you're away from your intimate person that you're texting and sending messages and telling them you love them. It's the same way with God that even if you're not in the word and you're not praying because you're doing something else at the time that you can still keep building that intimate relationship with him. You guys get that today? Yeah. You guys sure? Yeah. All right. In closing, guys, I want each and every one of you to bow your heads right now. I'm going to ask you a question. Don't look around. This is between you and God. I want you to be honest with yourselves today. Be honest with yourselves. And I want to see a show of hands. Nobody looking around. I can see you, so if you're looking around, I can see you're looking around. Because <laughs> a lot of times I say that and you guys look up at me and I'm like, why are you looking at me? I just said, bow your heads. <laughs> yes, I see you guys when you're looking at me. But be honest with yourselves. How many of you spend daily time with God? I want to see your hand today. Be honest. I don't want you to lie. This isn't between me and you. This is between you and God. And if you don't, don't raise your hand. That, that, that's, that's not what it's about. 
but really between you and God that you can say, yep, I spend daily time with him. I want you to raise your hand. All right, put your hands down. Now let me tell you this. If you spend time with someone only five or 10 minutes a day, are you really able to build an intimate relationship with them? Are you really able to become close to them, to build something? Doesn't intimacy come when you are together spending alone time with each other? That alone time with each other, more than five minutes, more than 10 minutes, when you really have that quality time, that availability, that integrity, that loyalty. Now after listening to that, really about building an intimate relationship, let me ask you this question again. How many of you spend enough daily time with God to build an intimate relationship with him? I want you to see, I want to see your hands today. All right, put your hands down. Keep your heads bowed. You know, there was a difference. While your heads are bowed, there was a difference between the two. A drastic difference between that, that daily time with the hands raised and that intimate time with God. And this isn't to condemn you of anything today. This isn't to make you feel bad. This isn't to make you think, wow, I'm a horrible person. I don't do what I need to do. But I believe God spoke to me about this on where the church has become, where the church is now and where he wants the church to be, that he wants to build an intimate relationship with you, that he doesn't just want to know about you. He doesn't just want you to know about him, but he wants you to know him. Everything about him. He wants to release power into your life. He wants you to be like the sun was as he walked this earth. The reason Christ had so much power wasn't because he came from God on this earth. It was because of his relationship on this earth he built with God. It was about the intimacy he had with God, the Father. That that power came into his life as he became one with God. That God wants you to draw closer to him. This is what I'm talking about when I'm saying stop being a fan and become a follower of God. That most of the church today has become a fan of God. God's never been interested in that. He's been interested in an intimate relationship this whole time, about a relationship with him. And I'm gonna tell you today that it will change your life more than you know. And I can tell you today, if I don't spend my intimate time with God, my life is completely different, that I could not go on in my life without having that relationship with him. Yes, I could do better, we could all do better. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I'm saying I've seen both sides of it. And at first it becomes hard, but when you realize what you get out of it, it'll change your life. 
that I can go day after day after day and have this intimate relationship with him. And all of a sudden, one morning, I can get a phone call and things will happen and this will happen and it throws my entire day off and I'm a wreck. I'm a mess. I can't do it. But God says he'll give you only what you can handle, what you can take, not more than that. But you know what? Maybe you feel like you can't take it anymore. Maybe you feel like he's giving you too much, but maybe that's because you haven't gotten that intimate relationship with him yet. That it's about an intimacy with him, that when you become one with him, that he lives in you. That he begins to work through you. He begins to help you. Give up whatever it takes to have that relationship with him. Just think about how great of a feeling it is when you have an intimate relationship with someone and how much greater it must be with God. God, the one that created intimacy. The God of the universe standing before you today saying, come and have an intimate relationship with me. That he's inviting you to this today. Are you going to accept that call today? Are you, are you going to accept that call and be loyal to God and say, God, today is the day that I'm going to step forward in my faith. And I'm not just going to be a fan of you anymore, but I'm going to become a follower. I'm going to grow an intimate relationship with you. That whether you, you raised your hand saying you have or you didn't, I'm going to ask you today to make a commitment with him today to say, God, from this day forward, I'm going to begin working on that intimacy with you that I'm going to be working on something new with you. Because God has called us as a church to have that relationship with him. That each and every one of us can get that power he wants us to have. And with that night of healing that's going to be coming up, that's where that healing comes from. Is us getting that intimate relationship with him. Becoming one with him. That that healing power comes into our lives. With every head bowed and every eye still closed, I'm going to ask you today, if that's you today, and you say, you know what? I'm going to take a stand and have an intimate relationship with him. From this day forward, I'm going to start doing something to change that and begin to grow that relationship with him. If that's you today, I want to see your hands today. Just go and confess that to God today. Raise your hand today, and I want to pray for you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you today, God. We thank you for who you are, Lord, and that you have actually come to us and said, I want to be intimate with you. That I want you to know me all about me. I want to release things into your life that you never knew possible. I want you to be able to make it through this earth. I want to guide you and lead you. God, I ask you right now, you saw the, the hands and you know, you know the hearts of your people today, God. I ask you right now, Lord, to work in their lives. And then as they begin to take that step towards intimacy with you, that you begin to show yourself real to them. That you begin to show yourself, God, that they don't, that they don't begin to think that, that your word is, is a lie or garbage, but that it begins to become alive inside of them, Lord. As they begin to get a feeling of love towards you, God, that they never had before, Lord. I ask you to honor their integrity. Honor their loyalty, God. And we thank you, Lord, with every head bowed and every eye still closed. I want to give you guys an opportunity 
to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's you today and you say, you know what, if I die today, I, I don't know where I'd go. I don't know if I go to heaven to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe you say, you know what, I've, I've asked the Lord Jesus to come into my heart, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, and I've walked away from him. Or two, you say, I've asked him to come into my heart, but I'm not really sure if I'm where I need to be. Or three, you say, you know what, I've never asked Jesus to come to my heart, but but I want to ask him to come in, to be my Lord, to be my Savior, to inherit that eternal life. I want that relationship with him you're talking about. If that's you today, I'd like you to raise your hand. See your hand there. I see your hand there. I see your hand there. I see your hand there. Anyone else out there today? Every head's bowed. It's between you and God again. Anybody else out there, if you haven't raised your hand, to go ahead and raise it this last time. I see your hand back there. Anybody else at all? I see your hand there. To give you one last chance, if you say, you know what, I've got to get my life right with God. God doesn't promise us a tomorrow. He doesn't promise us another minute. Man, the way this whole government and everything else is going, we could get bombed today. You don't know. But if that's you and you haven't raised your hand over one last call, if that's you, I'd like you to raise your hand up right now. I see your hand there. Anybody else? Praise the Lord. Let's pray. I want everybody to repeat this prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I know I'm a sinner. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on that cross and you rose again on that third day. I believe you're the Son of God. Come into my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash my heart as clean as snow. It's white as snow, God. Thank you for forgiving me. And help me to walk towards you. To build that intimate relationship with you. And I ask you to put a strong desire in my heart for more of you. And I thank you, Jesus. And from this day forward, I'm going to live my life for you. I'm going to live my life for you. In Jesus Christ's name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap today. And you know what? Let's have the worship team come back up here real quick. Let's just sing. If you want to just go and sing one last song. And while they're singing, you guys can either worship or you can leave. But you are dismissed. Hallelujah. Well, Savior.